1: you drive with Goodman and Mason. Watch us on milehighsports.com. Listen on milehighsports, 98.1 FM, 107.5 HD3 FM, both, of course, in the Denver area. Justin Adams filling in for Eric Goodman. I'm Andrew Mason. We were talking during the break. You got to run the ball. You got to run the ball.
2: It's simple. Run the football, right? Broncos ran the ball 33 times. Yes. You held on to the ball forever. Yeah. Run the football. And, and we're not saying that you run it every play. Obviously, you don't do that. But you take down the passing attempts. You run the football. You hold on to the ball. And oh, by the way, on third down, you have your best day that you had all season. Yes. That's the formula. That's right there. That's the formula in order to win the game. It wears down the defense. And even if you didn't get the ball, like, again, last week against the Chargers, you barely had a ball in the third quarter. What happened when he got to the fourth quarter? You needed one drive. Mm-hmm. and you got that one drive. Javante Williams helped out a whole lot with that, but you just needed one drive, and you got that drive. And then, at the end of the football game, after the Chargers scored, they never touched the football again. You went into your four-minute offense with like five minutes left, ran the football, and ran it down their throat, and the game was
1: over. That four-minute offense was a thing of beauty, by It was the way. beautiful. It was yeah. great. It's I don't just, think there's not enough credit being given to the Broncos' four-minute offense on Sunday. No, it's not. Up, up two scores. And just choking the life out of what was left of the game.
2: Well, because everybody pretty much looked and said, okay, the game's already over. And sometimes you forget the small things like that. Yeah, the game is over, but you know what could have happened? Could have been a three and out. And you put your defense right back on the field. And anything can happen in the NFL. Anything can happen in this game of football. So you go and have your offense with the backups all over the place. And you run the football down another team's throat and kill the clock. That's a beautiful thing to see. Beautiful, beautiful thing to see. By the way,
1: if there's a magic number, and I'm probably going to come back to this Mm -hmm. later this week as well, it's 35 carries. And yes, I Mm -hmm. do know that you run the ball when you're ahead. Part of it is keep the game close or be ahead to be able to do this. But the Kansas City Chiefs in Patrick Mahomes' starts, they are 4-9 and when the opponent runs the ball at least 34 times. And when they don't run the ball 34 times, in Mahomes' starts, 56 and six.
2: Wow. But but how do you get there? You get there by getting the lead, number 40,
1: one. 46 and six. But, I'm sorry. But you get 46 there. 46 and six. But
2: but, but again, it's how do you get there? You get yeah. there by having the lead. You get there by coming off to a great start, right? You get yeah. there by scoring first, and then you mm-hmm. continue the run of football. You don't mm-hmm. get down two scores. Right. Right? And so. You, you don't have to say, okay, we're down a couple of scores. We have to throw the football all over the place. You stick with the game plan of running the football. And that's – if we look at this 11-game losing streak and ask ourselves, what is the biggest thing that has hurt this team is they have gotten themselves
1: out of the game plan so quickly. Yeah. They have chased points. They panic. They panic. You rather can't than- panic if you're down 10-3 to 3 in the second quarter. Stick to what works. Stick to your game plan. Bingo. Pat Shermer, if you're listening – don't panic if you're down by a score, even down 10 nothing in the second quarter. Trust the 60 minutes. Trust the length of the game. Play. Trust that you're going to have time to play your game. I am going to sound like Herb Brooks in Miracle. Remember yes. when yes. he keeps saying it over and over? Play your game. Yes. Play your game. said that in, not just in the movie. He said that for real. Right. Kept telling his team, play your game. Don't get focused on everything else. Play your game. What's the strength of this team? The strength of this team is running, running the, the damn football. ball.
2: So do it. Run yeah. the ball. And when you go out play action, that's where you can go to Tim Patrick. That's where you can go to Cortland Sutton. That's what on third and long you can go to Jerry Judy and throw yeah. the football. Albert O, you can throw it to him in the flat and make things happen. Like That's where you could start to get things rolling. But it all starts with running the football.
1: Run the football. Please run the football this week. He's Justin Adams from CBS4 act Justin Adams TV. I am... Andrew Mason at Mace Denver on Twitter. Eric Goodman on assignment time now for the lead.
0: The lead is presented by smoke and Dave's barbecue and brew Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Go get some tonight in Denver Centennial Longmont lions and Estes park.
1: We alluded to this in a previous segment, but it was interesting to see some of the stuff that was kind of circulating through the NFL and Broncos Twitter sphere today about, Patrick Mahomes' numbers versus Teddy Bridgewater's numbers. How Bridgewater's actually ahead in some metrics. Mm-hmm. Not QBR, but passer rating, EPA, which is expected points per per play. EPA per, per play. Uh completion percentage over expected. Teddy Bridgewater also ahead, which factors in the difficulty of the throws. So do the Broncos have a franchise quarterback and just don't know it? No. <laughs> no. Well put. <laughs> they
2: have a guy who can help you with your franchise. They have a guy who could build the bridge to your franchise. Pun intended. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um the, the reality is this. Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. this season, what Broncos what, what Bronco fans are seeing is they're seeing the best season of his career. Period. And it still has him as the fourth best quarterback of your division. Think about that. Teddy Bridgewater's having the best—the next touchdown that he throws will be the most that he's ever thrown in a single season. 16. And still, would you take him over Derek Carr? Would you take him over Justin Herbert? Would you take him over Patrick Mahomes?
1: No, no, and no.
2: So then that tells you— What are we talking about here? Exactly. That tells you everything you need to know. Statistics, you could talk about them all you want. The eyeball test also also says a lot. Now, from a leadership perspective, it's great. But from a franchise quarterback, somebody that you're going to pay 35, 40 mil per year for the next five years, it's not this guy.
1: And here's the thing. All of these things can be true. Teddy Bridgewater is the best quarterback they've had since Peyton Manning. For sure. By some distance. Mm-hmm. Bridgewater is mid-tier. Mm-hmm. So you can probably say the AFC West, maybe top to bottom, is the best quarterbacks in football. Because the lowest of them is mid-tier. Right. And that's Teddy Bridgewater. Right. And the Broncos are in the mix in part because Teddy Bridgewater has done some good things, particularly in protecting the football and being relatively efficient. Mm-hmm. This doesn't mean you're backing up the Brinks truck for him. Right. It could mean you're giving him a short-term type of deal to remain, pardon the pun, a bridge to another quarterback. Exactly. But this is not... But building around him? No. And that's okay. That's that's who he is. And, and he actually... Who he is is a guy with a 98.9 passer rating right now, which is the exact same passer rating as he had when you take his five games in New Orleans under Sean Payton Mm -hmm. and his 10 games in Carolina before he hurt his knee. He said he shouldn't have come back so quickly from that. So that's a 15-game sample size, 98.9 rating. He's got that same passer rating here. That's who he is. We have a we have a, a good idea that Teddy Bridgewater is a mid tier quarterback who yes should be starting in the NFL mm-hmm. but isn't somebody that is getting the elite money.
2: No, it, and that's okay. Like you said, right? That like that's fine. But to games like this is the reason why he's here. Yeah, games like this are the reason. What's the number one reason the Broncos have lost to the Chiefs? Because the number one reason sloppiness. A hundred percent. Right? You have turnovers last year you just go throughout the years turnovers one year trevor simeon has what five or three interceptions or something like that you have five turnovers in one game i mean Mm -hmm. you could just go game by game by game and look at the turnover statistic and be like oh yeah that's the reason why you lose this football game you are giving away possessions i still remember last year at home kansas city comes out in a zero coverage zero coverage and they run an all-out blitz and drew Locke literally throws the ball to the safety for kansas city pick six Broncos are up, by the way, at that at that point in the game. Changes the rest of the game. You're not going to have that with Teddy Bridgewater. And that's the thing is that if nothing else, the possession is going to end in a kick. And in games like this, it's okay to have your possessions end in a punt.
1: Sounds like John Fox, who literally said, sometimes a punt is not a bad play. He said that in Carolina. I could argue that sometimes for the Broncos this year. Sometimes a punt is not a bad play.
2: But if you're going to have a defense that is the third that is the uh, third best in uh, points per game, right? Yeah. Then you don't want to give away possessions, and that's what this game is all about. It's about okay, let the defense do what they need to do.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When we get the field position, we run the football, and then we put points on the board. And one of the biggest things that happened last week was this: is that <laughs> I love the music. But one of the biggest <laughs> things that happened with this last week is that you didn't have any field goals. Everything ended in the end zone. And that's what has to happen this week. Everything has to end in the end zone and not with
1: field goals. and with a kick one way or the other. That's it. But that being said, you hope it's ending with a PAT. For sure. Rather than a field goal or a punt. That cue, that that music, by the way, which all of a sudden got me in the mood to party a little bit. It's the cue to get to the commercial because on the (laughs) other side, we're going to hear from former Broncos linebacker Todd Davis, who has been a part of some of these 11 consecutive mind-numbing losses to the Chiefs, but also has been with the team when they beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to get into that on the other side with Todd Davis for his weekly segment, Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason. Justin Adams of CBS 4 filling in for Goodman. I'm Andrew Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com.
0: drive with Goodman and Mason presented by Silter Har Mazda a no pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda find them at sthmazda.com live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk here's Eric and Andrew so if this isn't
1: Way Back Wednesday what do we call this Danny
4: well it is but this is just Todd Davis's requested walk up song so I wanted to make sure I play that for him
1: this is pretty good
4: this is a good one. Is, he, is, it was a good pick by him, for sure.
1: This is a baller pick of a song. <laughs> to as you walk up. It is. I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Justin Adams over here. Is oh, right I love moving.
2: it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I can speak to my man Todd Davis, baby. Let's go.
1: Hey, Todd Davis, of course, is uh, brought to you by the uh, the Davis Fund. We're going to have him on here in just a minute. If you want to join the conversation here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason with Justin Adams filling in for Eric Goodman He's at Justin Am's TV from CBS4. I, of course, am uh, at Mace Denver on Twitter. want to also tell you about the Cook Insurance Group. If you're looking to work with a great insurance guy, you need to go with Eric Cook and his team at Farmers Insurance. Whether it's commercial, auto, home, or life, he's the best, and he's quick to return calls and emails even on his days off. So Eric Cook is Always working for you. Eric and his staff at Cook Insurance have over 70 years of experience. They know the right questions to ask to get you in the right policy. So call the Cook Insurance Group and Eric Cook at 303 790 8089. That's 790 8089. Don't forget that area code 303. Time now for the buzz.
0: The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. We're going to have Todd Davis
1: on here in just a moment. He's uh, getting into a position where he can actually take the call because mm-hmm. he's a he's a busy guy. He's a busy man. He's a yeah. busy guy and he's a family guy, too. That's right. Yeah. That's so. what
2: that's what happens when you have babies. <laughs> you got to find a place where... <laughs> when you don't hear crying <laughs> in the background. I get it, man. <laughs> I understand it. How old is your little one now? Two and a half.
3: Great uh, story, by the
2: way, with Todd Davis. Yes. Ask, we, we, so Tell me. Just a preview. Ask Todd Davis about the name of my son. How that came to be. That's all I got to say. You got to ask him. Okay. I'll let you there's ask a, the There's a story there. There's a story behind that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is actually really cool. Oh, yeah. 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 So two and a half years old, so you're basically... It's full chase mode at this point in oh, the Adams House.
2: Dude, it is... It's weird because one moment you're like, this guy actually could speak the English language. And it's like, wait a minute. He actually understands me. It's just weird how like kids just mature more and more you every day. You can't
1: get away with anything at that point. Not, at all, it. man. Not at all, It's done. Not at all. It's done. Todd Davis now joining us, former Broncos linebacker, of course, and he's part of the uh, the, the Davis Fund as as well. And Todd, uh, Justin Adams was saying that, he, that there's a story with you two and the name of Justin's child. Please tell us.
3: Yeah, so um, we were just talking about children, and I know uh, my
1: son, my son's name, so I told
2: him uh, he should do the (laughs) same. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So we were in the locker room, we're talking, and I'm like, man, and, you know, going over names and whatnot, and so, you know, my wife already had names, and so I was like, well, Todd, you know, kind of what should I do? And Todd was like, yo, I got a Todd Davis Jr., Justin Adams Jr. never sounded too bad. Why don't you go with that? So I was like, all right. Now, I had to convince my wife six days in order to make that happen, but we got the job done. That's how it worked. <laughs> now,
1: do you call him Justin or you call him Jr.? or you call? Him- uh, no,
2: we, we go by his middle name, Alexander. M- Mama uh, Bear won that battle right there. So okay. it's okay. I'll, I'll take the first and last <laughs> name and the government name, but we call him Alexander for short.
1: <laughs> uh, so Todd Davis, former Broncos linebacker, joining us, of course, brought to you by the, uh, the Davis Fund. And uh, Todd... Broncos absolutely killed it coming out of the bye on on Sunday. Kind of, you the first things that jumped out to you, especially on the defensive side, where the Broncos, for the most part, really able to put the clamps on that Charger offense.
3: Yeah, it just seemed like everybody was clicking. It felt like that bye week was kind of what the team needed to uh, get everybody that was young or that had just been brought over on the same page. Um, and it felt like from the jump um you could tell that you know they kind of had become a unit that had uh came together uh during the bye so they looked a lot better um, and i think that the offense was actually doing uh really well once again i think that um continuing to stick with the running game first um is going to continue the to craft for the team you know on the long run
4: In order
2: to be successful against Kansas City, uh, what do you have to do? Obviously, we know about Patrick Mahomes. We know about all the different pieces they have. Tyreek Hill and the names continue to go on. But you've been a part of a Bronco team that beat Kansas City, obviously with a different quarterback. And you've obviously been a part of this crazy 11-game losing streak. So what does this team need to do to put themselves in the best position to win on the road?
3: Uh, So first and foremost, I would say they need to do whatever they can to keep the ball out of his hands. Um, and that would be first off, uh, running the ball. Um, you know, we run the ball really well on offense, so we got to continue to do that. That eats up time off the clock. Um, that doesn't give him an opportunity to uh, get going or stay in a rhythm. If, the, if our offense is on the field for a majority of the game, I think that'll be uh, great for the team to get a win if our offense can move the ball down the field by running it. Second, I feel like um, you have to be great on third down. Um, you have to be able to get him off the field when you have an opportunity to do so. Uh, I know he's been able to extend drives on us on Thursday night and 39 and create big plays. If you can get him off the field um, and kind of limit his time to test the ball, that's always best.
1: Justin Simmons was saying today that this was, without a doubt, the biggest game of his career. Of Of course, Justin came in after Super Bowl 50, but uh, kind of from your perspective, Todd, do you think... This is the biggest game the Broncos have had since Super Bowl Fifty.
3: I say it's a pretty big game. I think it's a huge game because um, it could have them uh, first in the AFC West, which the Broncos haven't been in, uh, I guess, quite a few years. So this is a big game for them. Um, you know, it could have playoff implications down the road. Um, definitely important um, in the standards in the AFC. So this is definitely, I think, one of the biggest games since um, us having that playoff run and going to Super Bowl Fifty.
2: Take me inside playing at Arrowhead Stadium. And, you know, I I was there um, in 2004, but it was in college where we played the Big 12 championship game against Oklahoma. But this is a whole different deal where you're taking on, um, you know, Kansas City, Arrowhead Stadium, playing in December. What type of home field advantage do they have there? And why is it so difficult for the Broncos to be able to win there?
3: Well, first of all, because. Every time you go into Kansas City, everybody talks about the barbecue. You got to get barbecue. So everybody gets barbecue. They're full. They're eating ribs and, and brisket. So the next day, everybody's at least three or four pounds heavier. So we're moving a little bit slower out there. So they kind of trick you with that. Um, then it's, the stadium is just rocking. Um, you know, they they get to banging that big old drum. Um, they usually have a celebrity guest that gets the cow chanting and going. Um, but that stadium is really rocking. And um, that's a, that's a tough place to play because, um, the crowd is so into it. Um, the fans are on your back, they're yelling, they're screaming. Um, so you got to keep focused and keep your mind in the game. Um, you can't let all the noise, um, get to you.
1: So this is interesting. So you guys would all, did you guys have the barbecue brought to the hotel or were you guys all going out for dinner on Saturday night to Gates or Jack Stack or Arthur Bryant's or whatever?
3: Yeah, so everybody goes out to eat. you know, every, usually every away game, um, guys kinda get together, um, mm-hmm. and then go out to eat at the team or you know, with groups groups of teammates. Um, but Kansas City, y'all to get some barbecue before, but it's probably not the best thing you should be eating, all the barbecue and the bread. Um So that that's why I think that we move a little bit slower all Sunday and we play the uh when we go to play, they're all head. but hopefully this, this time the guys will get some chicken and rice and some vegetables and we're ready to go.
2: Got to put the brisket down, put the brisket down, pick up the chicken, right?
3: For sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's one of the things that's kind of common to trips to Kansas city, but then unfortunately it's been uh, a recent run of, of defeats over the last uh, five trips to Kansas city. Now, some obviously not all of the Bronco players have been around for uh, for many of these losses, but even for guys that uh, that haven't experienced it, is is are these 11, this eleven game streak? Is this something that guys are going to talk about, and maybe even players who've been with the team for a while? They're going to give speeches about kind of what this series means and how things need to change.
3: Yeah, I think that the, um, the biggest thing that guys will talk about um, in that locker room right now is that. Um, for the AFC right now, I think that the, the Super Bowl kind of goes through Kansas City or has for the last two years. So that's what's on everybody's mind. Is um, If you want to make it to the Super Bowl, if you want to win the Super Bowl, if you want to make it to the playoffs, um, you've got to go through Kansas City to do that right now. So I think that's the main speech that's going to be going on. And I know uh, Justin and Kareem and the vets in that locker room understand that um, to be a, a real player and a, and a great team this week, you got to beat the Chiefs.
2: You know, the Chiefs, they were really beatable earlier this year. I mean, teams were beating up on them. Chargers went there, was able to up-win at Kansas City, lost to the Bills as well. You usually never see them lose games, but what has been the difference between how this team was earlier to where they are now? They won four in a row, five out of their last six. What has been the difference in the Kansas City Chiefs to the reason why they have put everything back together, it
3: looks like? I think they kind of settled down. Um, I think uh, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, um, but um, during the course of their losing streak, he was trying to do too much. Um, he was trying to be too spectacular and too miraculous. And I think he's gotten back to um, just playing his brand of football um, and just um, protecting the football a little bit better, and I think that's why they've been successful as of late.
1: By the way, to go back to the barbecue thing, what is what is your favorite Kansas City barbecue? What place has the best barbecue?
3: Oh, I think it is Jack Stack's. I think that was... Uh, my favorite. Every time I went out there, you can tell. I don't think I've won out there in a couple of years. You can tell I ate good before we went.
0: <laughs> so that's the
1: reason. Oh, now there we know. Is. We've really gotten to the bottom of this here, the Saturday night meals.
3: I was really talking about myself the whole time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, you know MJ before, you know, obviously the flu game, he had a piece of pizza, you know, right? So, he had that and before you, you had Jack Stack. So, it it makes 100% sense of what happened with the Broncos, right?
3: Exactly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Tell us uh, what's going on right now with the Davis Fund.
3: Uh so the uh, fund is a LLC that my wife and I mm-hmm. created. Um we do for-profit and non-profit uh real estate development here in Denver. Uh, we actually have a property that will be ready um, coming early next year, and um, we're excited about the things we get to do to help our community and help um, build houses for uh, people in transition or single mothers. Um, we feel like it's our job to give back to our community, and this is our way of doing it. So, um, we love it.
1: This is it's awesome what you're doing to give back and especially housing, which is such an issue for so many people. Todd, it's great to see you and your and your wife doing something to really kind of help a, a housing crisis, frankly, in this market.
3: Yeah, we want to give back. Um, I think um, the bigger we get, the more we want to include uh, more people, uh, help people with mental health, help our veterans. Um, so we're definitely going to expand uh, with the bigger we get.
1: That's great to hear, Todd. As always, great having you on. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving last week. We'll talk to you uh, next Wednesday.
3: Okay, sounds great. Thank you.
1: You too. There he goes, Todd Davis, former Broncos linebacker, also part of the Davis Fund, which is doing a lot to to make sure that uh, uh, housing becomes within reach for people who maybe can't quite uh, get there in this exploding uh, market right now. So it's really good to see Todd and he, and his wife giving back to the community. Coming up on the other side, we're gonna get into a little more of the. Broncos believe it or not, because there's there's more, and there's more beyond the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Would you believe that the favorite to be the number one seed in the AFC is the New England Patriots? Mm. We'll get into that on the other side. Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Just Nams filling in for Goodman. I'm Andrew Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, milehighsports.com.
0: New Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Harmazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Harmazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Andrew.
1: For way back Wednesday, one of the most misheard sets of lyrics in the history of rock that's blinded by the light by Manfred Mann's Earth Band. People may think. Blinded by the light, revved up like a douche. Another runner in the night. No, it's revved up like a deuce. So you're dropping a deuce, I guess. Anyway, afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Of course, Eric Goodman on assignment today. Hopefully he's back tomorrow and feeling much better. Justin Adams of CBS4 filling in. We just talked about barbecue uh-huh. in the last segment. But you know what? You don't have to go to Kansas City to get good barbecue. You know that, right? Uh-huh. Yeah because you can get some of it right here in Denver. And in particular, you can get some of it right over at Smoke and Dave's, which has got a slew of locations up and down the front range, including not too far from here, away from here, on Arapaho. Smoking Dave's barbecue and brew will have those sm- those slowly smoked ribs, mm. the smoked corned beef ruben, smoking meatloaf with a portobello balsamic cream sauce. The sauce alone you can eat with a spoon. And they've got brisket and pork, which yes! they smoke for sixteen hours. You can get their homemade barbecue sauces to go along with it, and barbecue beans. Like the sides are incredible. I love the barbecue beans there, and their southern corn bake. You gotta try it. You have to. I, yes, my family has been there several times. We it's-
2: love it, love it, love it. And to be very honest, every time I get asked to do the show, I don't come for money. I don't
1: come for fame. He's literally working for barbecue. Man, I come for food, baby. Yeah, I'm not hard to please. I come for food. You're literally you're walking out of here with some with an with a basically gift cards that give smoke and dave's meal for the family and that's dinner yes that's where i'm going so check out smoke and dave's of course they got the location up at estes park there in denver they've got the location out here in centennial right on arapaho road and more locations throughout the state of colorado smoke and dave's barbecue and brew time now for what's trending
0: what's trending is presented by colorado off-road in littleton If you need major accessory brands or something off-market for your truck, car, Jeep, or SUV, they've got it. Upfit today at Colorado Off-Road or go to cooffroad.com.
1: All right, 2.0, time for another little thing that we like to call Believe It or Not. Believe it or not. Believe it or not, the Patriots are the favorites. To get the first round by in the AFC playoffs.
2: I want to say yes. Everything in me wants to say yes. Two teams are preventing that. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson and how he's playing, and also the Buffalo Bills. I feel the Buffalo Bills will win on Monday night. And if there's one team that can go into Foxborough and get a W, that that'll be the Bills.
1: Yeah, that's kind of – that's – that's the thing. Monday, we had a great Monday night game, mm-hmm. by the way. Think about that. We've had a, some, what, what they call in the TV industry, Huskies, a.k.a. Uh, dogs yep. on Monday night football. Washington and Seattle, that was kind of a dog of a game. This one is not, but it's interesting to kind of look at. If you go to 538.com, they, it's an analytics site in a lot of ways, and you start looking at who are the favorites to be the number one seed in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Number one is Baltimore. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. they're eight and three. Twenty-seven percent chance to be the number one seed. Right behind them is the Patriots. Twenty-two percent. Titans. Twenty-one percent. Bills, who are who are a half game uh, back of the Patriots, all the way down at nine percent.
2: Wow. Well, yeah. here's the reason why. Okay, Just quickly, here's their schedule. Okay, uh, Patriots obviously Monday night. Mm-hmm. Then on a short week, you're at Tampa, at Tampa Bay. Then yeah. you play Panthers, should be a dub, and then you're at. Uh, New England again so you don't get a lot of time in between those uh, meetings that you have against the Patriots mm-hmm. um, you finish up with uh, Falcons and Jets at home so you should be able to pull out those two W's so they need to figure out a way how to beat Tampa Bay
1: yeah because the Patriots they don't have their buy until week 14 they've got wow. they have the rare December 13th buy who made that up like who
2: thought that was a good idea like Honestly, who thought that was a good idea?
1: Well, the season's going later now. I
2: know, but t- to wait all the way till December 13th for your bye?
1: I, th- I think the last week of bye should be Thanksgiving week. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And then if you're one of those lucky teams that gets a Thanksgiving week bye, good for you.
2: Yeah. There you go. Go yeah. from there.
1: But yeah, it's, I, this, now that being said, I I am old enough to remember and so are you when there was an odd number of teams in the NFL mm-hmm. for three years, mm-hmm. 99-01. So you had teams that were getting buys in like week one. Right. <laughs> there were teams that <laughs> right. literally had week 17 buys. Right. Because with an odd number of teams, that's what you were stuck with. Mm-hmm. It's one reason why if the NFL does expand, I don't think they're going to do one again. I think it's going to be we're doing two. You have to do two, and you then have, two more, to. and then two more. Lickety split. Because the next logical number, if the NFL moves up, is thirty-six. Sure, six divisions of six, which will be fine.
2: Yes, one hundred percent will be fine. And then
1: another four expansion teams, and then you've, you're back. You have a, uh, you have ten divisions of four teams each.
2: And you never have to worry about watering down the sport. This isn't baseball where you worry mm-hmm. about watering down the sport. It's football. It's okay. You'll be all right. Just it brings more parity into the league, and it brings more emphasis on having that franchise quarterback. Yeah. If you don't have that guy, you're in trouble.
1: If the NFL expands to 36 teams, Teddy Bridgewater's ne- not going to be out of a job for a long, long <laughs>
2: Never, time.
0: Never, baby.
1: <laughs> I mean that. You know, that's just kind of part of it. Yeah. You're going to see. You're going to see guys that have proven that they can be uh, decent quarterbacks, decent players that are going to stay around just a little bit longer. Moving on. Believe it or not, Justin, mm-hmm. the most likely quarterback outcome this offseason season for the Broncos oh. is a re-signing of Teddy Bridgewater.
2: Is it okay if I say believe it?
1: Yeah. Is it okay because
2: because I, I, I'm looking at Russell Wilson being traded. I, I hear you know about uh, just all this different moves that could happen. You know, everybody wants Aaron Rodgers. Everybody hopes he moves. But what happens if Green Bay
1: wins the Super Bowl? Do you think really Aaron Rodgers would move or want to be traded after winning the Super Bowl? He might want to go out like Peyton Manning and John Elway did. Exactly. He literally might retire.
2: So you have that out there. And then Russell Wilson, we already know that he wants to be out of Seattle. And so you have to go give up a lot of picks. And I mean a lot of picks. And there are
1: teams that have much more capital than you. Like one that it would be interesting to kind of keep your eye on if Russell Wilson is traded even though they just picked a quarterback, mm-hmm. it's the New York Jets. 100%. With whom the Seahawks, of course, made the Jamal Adams mm-hmm. deal. What if some of that draft capital is going back to Seattle along with Zach Wilson? It could be like, okay, it's a not a great year for quarterbacks. We should rather see what you can do with Zach Wilson. I mean, what if the Jets offer you two first-round picks, second-round pick, and Zach Wilson? Take it in Russell a heart, Russell Wilson. Take it in a heart. And heartbeat. this is the thing, like, I know it would be really cool if the Broncos could trade for Russell Wilson Mm -hmm. if he's available. First of all, they have to make get themselves in a position where Russell Wilson would be interested in coming to Mm -hmm. Denver because he can nix anything. But there are going to be a lot of suitors, some of whom, like the Jets, have little or teams that will be picking higher, like the Giants have and the Giants have the Bears pick as well. Mm -hmm. Have simply have more capital. Than the Broncos, and
2: don't right? forget about Deshaun Watson being out there. Now, obviously, he's being linked to uh, Miami, but yes. he's another name that's out there, too. So mm-hmm. when you think about who's going to potentially be the starter, who has the better chance of being the starter, it's Teddy Bridgewater, but it doesn't mean that you don't draft a quarterback. It doesn't right. mean you don't get somebody in the first round. I foresee the Broncos getting somebody in the first round. But you don't want to reach on a quarterback. You want to make sure you get your guy no matter where you are. Now, I would rather have you use your picks if you're not going to get one of those quarterbacks. Use your picks to move up and get the guy that you won the first round and go from there. Build the rest of your roster from there.
1: Even if you're doing it at thirty two. One hundred percent. I mean, whether it's end of the first round, you're trading back in with some of the, that Von Miller capital mm-hmm. and you're picking a guy, or you're even moving up in in round one. If you if you have a conviction on a guy, go get him. Where is Lamar Jackson pick, by the way? 32. Okay. That that says enough for me. And that was a trade back into round one. Mm -hmm. Teddy Bridgewater, the Vikings, and George Payton. Payton was working under Rick Spielman at the time in 2014. They traded back into round one. Don't be surprised if that ends up being the Broncos' play in the draft. To trade back into round one and pick a quarterback at the end of round one.
2: If Malik Willis is still out there, if he's still out there for one reason or another, if he's still around, I could foresee the Broncos moving up and going to get him.
1: About Carson Strong. George is- Payton and three other Broncos personnel executives had their eye on him last Saturday up in Fort Collins. Well,
2: first of all, when you're playing to against a JV team, it's hard to evaluate him, okay? let you just can call it what it is. see the arm talent. The, the arm, talent is, the arm talent is there. The arm talent
1: is there. But that's not the issue for Carson Strong. It's his we, knee. It's, it's his health. Knee. It, it's the medicals. Yeah. And you can see when you're watching him out there, it's painful to watch him try to escape a rush. The arm talent, he has the best arm easily in this draft class. Easily. Period. And if he didn't have the knee issues, he probably would be QB1 right now. But you can't separate that. So is that
2: somebody that you would go and invest a first-round draft pick in? Maybe and end I'll of give, the first round. And I'll say I'll give you a red shirt year? Well, we'll work on your knee. We'll get uh-huh. your knee healthier. We'll get it stronger. Kind of like Michael Porter Jr. in many respects. What the Nuggets did. Would you do the same thing with Car- with, uh, with Strong?
1: Yeah, and I think the thing is that's where you again you would have to trade back in round one to get value because if you trade if you pick him in round two, all of a sudden you're you have a red shirt year, but the clock is ticking sure, anyway. Sure. Sure. So that's why. And real quick, one more. Believe it or not, the Broncos have already won the Von Miller trade.
2: When was the last time Von Miller had a sack?
1: That's why he was a Bronco.
2: Okay. Was that September, by the way? And we're in December, right?
1: Yeah. And if you go back to 2019, Von Miller has, in 24 games, 12 and a half sacks. So basically, in the past season and a half of games that he's played, he's a half-sack-a-game guy right now. So, yeah.
2: And, and they won it immediately. Will you get a second and a third round pick back? Yeah. A second? Now, if it was a third, I'll say, eh, okay. But a second and a third? Mm-hmm. You already won this draft. You already, already won it. No matter how good Von Miller does from here on out, you already won it. It's already a done deal.
1: I think you're exactly right. And by done. the way, you're seeing some addition, some addition by subtraction. Mm-hmm. Broncos defense is playing better. Bradley Chubb alluded to Kai's getting a kick in the butt mm-hmm. because of the trade. And the other thing you're seeing is without the 11-year vet like Von Miller who's been around for Super Bowl 50 and all of that, what you're seeing is voices filling the void. Nature abhors a vacuum. People step in. You see Bradley Chubb, mm-hmm. Justin Simmons, mm-hmm. Shelby Harris, and others that are really kind of filling that leadership void as the big voices on the defensive side.
2: Mm-hmm. And you see guys like Jonathan Cooper with the chance, knowing yeah. that this is his opportunity, make something happen, and he mm-hmm. did. Right, first game that uh, Von Miller gets traded, two sacks. Yeah. Malik Reed stepping up to the plate like he did last year, leading the team in sacks. So you thought about, okay, where's the pressure going to come from? Where is all this? How we're we going to go and improve as a defense? They have dropped the ball at all. Yeah. They take it taken a step back other than in the first half against Philadelphia. Other than that, this defense hasn't taken a step back after uh, trading Vaughn Miller.
1: Very true. Coming up on the other side here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason Just Nam's filling in for Eric Goodman. It's
4: just in case you missed it. Danny, what have we missed? Well, news coming out today that there will be both addition and subtraction for one of the teams in tomorrow's Thursday night football matchup. We'll see which one of those will have a bigger impact. And also, tampering in the NBA, is it just the new way of the world or is it something the league is going to have to keep punishing teams for? We'll talk about that next on the other side, right here on Afternoon Drive with Adams and Mason.
0: With Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda, a no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. I,
1: think I, be I love Wayback Wednesday. Another Simpsons joke here. It's KFSL, bustle. Everything from ABBA to Zeppelin, Camelot.
0: Let's
1: go, baby. <laughs> Afternoon drive with Goodman and Mason. Eric Goodman on assignment. That's Justin Adams of CBS4. I'm Andrew Mason. You want to join the conversation on the Rocky Mountain Forest Prize Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Justin Adams TV. Time now for the final word. The
0: final word. Are you ready? Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. just in case you missed it is presented by masterpiece roofing find out how masterpiece can get your insurance company to pay for your roof call
4: 720-242-6404 or go
0: to masterpieceroofing.com today
4: just in case you missed it chicago and miami will forfeit their next second round picks after the nba's investigation into lonzo ball and kyle lowry sign and trades Both teams were cooperative with the investigation, and the association determined that the Bulls and the Heat both jumped the gun on their conversations with the players' reps before the August 2nd start of free agency. What are your thoughts on tampering in the NBA?
1: You wonder if they're going to do an NFL-style thing and have the Legal tampering. Period. <laughs> At some, I'm sorry. Right. I just, I think that term is absolutely ridiculous. You Legal know, every
2: tampering. everybody tamper[s] in the NBA, man. Who cares, yeah. dude? What are they giving up? Oh, they are giving up a first round pick? No, we're giving up a second round pick. Hey,
1: Jokic was a second round pick. Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ex, the
2: extreme oh, exception to the rule. Let's exactly. How many Jokic's are out
0: there?
1: Not too many. In, so, the, in the second round, literally, he's the only one <laughs> ever. <laughs> right. <laughs>
4: Just in case you missed it, Amari Cooper, activated from the COVID-19 list, expected to play tomorrow night at the New Orleans Saints. The Cowboys, however, will be without head coach Mike McCarthy. Bigger impact, McCarthy's absence or Cooper's return? Cooper's return. Yeah, Cooper's <laughs> return,
2: especially for my fantasy team. Let me make that move right now so I could put him on here.
4: I
1: mean, it's no disrespect to Mike McCarthy, but... Um you got Kellen Moore running the offense, Dan Quinn running the defense, and and Dan Quinn's been a head coach before, so this I don't think you've got you're in a situation here where it's a substitute teacher who you're going to be able to take advantage of. But frankly, I think the Cowboys will be fine.
2: Yeah, let's not make it too difficult. Dak, throw it to the open man. That's usually Amari Cooper. Hopefully, in my oh, case, because I need the points. The
1: other big thing with, that's going to have an impact in this game is probably Taysom Hill starting for our guy Trev. That's right. Yeah.
4: Just in case you missed it, number one, Duke suffered their first loss of the season last night to unranked Ohio State. The Blue Devils ascended to that number one spot for a record 145th time, their 127th week at number one under Coach K after beating Gonzaga on Friday following Thanksgiving. Which sport is harder to rank teams? We've been talking a lot about the college football playoff, but college basketball, it seems to be there's a lot of uh, guys at the top. Who get toppled early in the season as well. Which one's harder to rank, the uh, college football or college basketball?
1: I mean, they're both hard. I mean, basketball lends itself to some more volatility mm-hmm. in results, and I think uh, sometimes there's an overreaction. Yes, to a, a lo- to a win or a loss. I mean, I think it, basically you've got the, the the number one team is probably it, it, when all is said and done is probably going to be one of UCLA or Duke. Or
2: you rank off of projections. Right. That's what you have pretty much. So it's early on in the season, at least in a college football playoff, you have what, yeah. seven, eight games at least in the books. Mm-hmm. That helps you out a whole lot.
1: I, I think college basketball could do with not having a poll until February one. It wouldn't be bad. But that's but that but they love to have these marketable matchups like we've seen. Ain't to have a marketable matchup, Matchup, you need one versus two, That's mm-hmm. sort of thing.
4: Yeah, they have to have the preseason yep. poll, especially. That's, yep. That's right. No one really knows anything. <laughs> yes, <Right>. exactly.
1: <laughs> and speaking of basketball, so you stay tuned at the bottom of the hour, 6.30 p.m. We're going to have the pregame show starting for the CSU Rams. Justin, I know you're a Mr. CU boss. I'm sorry. That's okay. CSU 7-0. and 0. Uh, They're looking pretty good. They're looking really good. They're looking like they're going to be dancing in March. Uh, based based on their trends. They they should win the Mountain West. That, that's should. the expectation
2: this year. Win yeah. the Mountain West, win the tournament, and go and make some noise in uh, the NCAA tournament.
1: Get that automatic bid so you're not sweating out. Selection Sunday. Mm-hmm. CSU's taking on the Trojans of the University of Arkansas Little Rock. I think they just like to go by Little Rock. I like to say the whole university name. <laughs> U-A-L-R. U-A-L-R. Euler, Euler, Euler (laughs) and CSU at 6.30 p.m. right here on MileHighSports.com. Just in case you missed it, it was brought to you by our friends over at Masterpiece Roofing. A hailstorm sucks. There were hailstorms this summer in Denver. Like the one in Westminster back in August. So what should you do if you've got a hail storm and hail damage? Go with Masterpiece Roofing. Recently voted Denver's best roofing company. Their 12 years of experience can get your insurance company to pay for your roof. They don't just repair roofs. They replace them. Go with Masterpiece Roofing, a local company with over 100 five-star Google reviews. Call okay today before snow season, which is coming a lot later this year, mm-hmm. and go to MasterpieceRoofing.com for a free estimate for Justin Adams, filling in for Eric Goodman, for Alex and Dan doing a marvelous job behind the glass. I'm Andrew Mason. And that was Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, Mile High Sports Radio, MileHighSports.com. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Get your hands but we can dance or we can dance everybody take-